Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, very pleasant good afternoon to you. This is Patrick Timpone, and we're back for our second part of our shows this morning, or this afternoon now. A little bit afternoon central time as we're live, May 24, uh, 2022. Tomorrow we're going to be talking with um, a fellow that's running for governor in Oklahoma. He says this whole abortion thing is a state's right issue and the Supreme Court never should have got involved in the first place. And then also tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, a virologist, but a real one that's not been to college. Yeah, a real one that knows his stuff and he's going to talk about this monkey business, monkey pox thing that he says it's just another another whole made up nothing and but who knows what it's about so we're going to talk to him tomorrow um, Mike Stone is his, his name Charles Nenner is with us uh, Mr. Nenner is um, um, grateful, uh, gracious enough to come on our show from time to time to talk about his work it's charlesnenner.com he goes way back, he worked for Golden My Slacks years ago, yeah uh, from 2001 to 2008. He worked with um, um, uh, Merrill Lynch in Amsterdam, been around the world, computer geek, and uh, out on his own. He uh, graduated from um, college in Amsterdam in 72. He's also a medical doctor, the medical college, where he earned his medical degree in 1984. But it's Charles uh, Nenner Research, and he, he looks at uh, trends and and, and cycles and charts and graphs and helps people to wade through this uh, whole thing we call investing. And he sends out um, uh, reports every day and you can come on and get with him and then do a sample thing for a while and I'll, and I'll t- he'll tell you how you can do that and just have a trial period to see if you want to take your hand at doing a little bit of investing. Mr. Nenner, uh, good afternoon. Thanks for being with us. How are you? I'm okay. I'm yeah? okay. Yeah, you're nice bu- to be back. You're a busy guy? You're a busy guy these days? No, it's not so busy because everything actually goes the way that uh, that we expect it to go. <laughs> and uh, especially the stock market. We have been in zero stocks since uh, the end of last year. So there's not much to do at the moment and just look when to go and buy back some stocks. So I hear, or did I hear around the campfire that, that your charts and geeky graphs and, and things are saying that the stock market could have some real problems soon? Well, we're having big problems because uh, this, the, you know, as, as I do the work, I work with cycles. Yes, sir. Because it's based on the fact that markets don't move at random, so then you can predict when something happens. And they look the same as in 2008 at least. So wow. that's why I went to zero stocks because I said this is going to be at least like 2008. Now, it seems to be getting worse because the five months that we're now almost finishing uh, are the worst since 1930. So it goes back to the 30s. Wow. And uh, the, the situation is really very, very bad. So after we went totally out of bonds two years ago, uh, we were totally out of stocks. Not totally. We are, we are uh, investing in uh, stocks that deal with oil and natural gas mm-hmm. and doing very well with that. And for the rest, we're not heroes because things don't look good. Long term, hmm. also fundamentally, they don't look good, and I have no idea why people would go long stocks. Hmm. 
So when you say we, I, I suspect you're talking about your customers, your clients, people that you uh, help to make investment decisions, right? When you say well, I listen also because we, we, we advise most big banks and Wall Street firms. And like you said, I'm a medical doctor. I developed this uh, this uh, algorithm <laughs> to forecast prices and, and, and dates when something happens. But I have to listen also to the people who really went to Harvard, et cetera, and studied economics. And uh, so if I say we, actually, if I speak what's going on in the markets, it means that the insiders already are out for a long time. And uh, they just are going to use a bounce, which we might have the next four or five weeks to sell more. I'm sorry. Yeah, In the next four to five weeks, the, we may see a what, sir? We may again? see a bounce in the equity markets. Oh, okay. And uh, what, what the insiders know is that we're in a whole new situation with the commodities. You have a, we'll have a boom that continues in commodities, uh, but it takes, takes the average investor a long time to change from asset to asset class. So what I'm afraid of is that once they, they say, okay, I'm going to change to the asset class, natural gas, commodities, crude, then that thing is already on the top. And uh, it's always the, a fight between hmm. insiders and and. and not sophisticated uh, uh, investors. The insider sell to the not sophisticated uh, investor when they want to get out. Hmm. And when this non sophisticated uh, investor is in fear, then the investors buy that no long term what's going to happen. Hmm. The whole fear and greed thing, people just keep doing that through millennia, huh? just forever. Yeah, but there's also something going on because I watch the media from time to time to see what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's not real. The media takes in people who have something to sell that they have hedge funds, they have banks, and they make money when you buy. So they always say, they don't say it's a selling opportunity. They always say it's a buying opportunity. And people listen to them because after discussions, well, we are selling, 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 but everybody says buying, 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 and says don't listen to the media. It's going to cost you a fortune. Now, the problem with the millennials already is they lost the shirt in the bond market, which will never come back in their lifetime. And now they lose also the money stock market. I have, I have friends whose children took loans to buy uh, cryptocurrencies and they went bankruptcy. So this is very, there's a lot of consequences what's happening over here. Mm -hmm. So when you say lost their shirt in the bond market, so people were buying bonds at these low interest rates and now that they're going up, these bonds are losing money. Is that what you mean by that? Yeah, because when it was like uh, half 1% and there was almost no inflation, mm -hmm. I wrote an article, look at my cycle, it's a cycle of 30 years, it's almost finished. And if you if you think, because there was 40 years of bull market run, that we're never going to go down to the bond market, you will be surprised what's coming. You have to study a little bit the history of what's going on. So now they have a problem because most of them didn't go out of, uh, of the funds. And they cannot get the capital back and it's too late to go out and they're going to lose more money. So there's more money being lost in bonds than in stocks. Huh. More money being lawns and bonds and stuff. Yeah, so what do people do then when they when they have a bunch of these bonds at a quarter point and now they're going to keep raising rates? But I mean, even, I don't know what I'm doing, but even I knew that they were going to raise rates because they think that they're going to, you know, stop inflation. Uh, I mean, even I knew that. I mean, why wouldn't investors know that? I don't understand. They don't know that because there were 40 years of a bull market run and oh. they used to think that bonds always go higher and they go up. Uh, like the same thing, if you look who was investing the last year in stocks, there was all the newcomers 
who thought, oh, this is an easy way to make money, like yeah. the same happened in, in Bitcoin and Ethereum. And it's always the same story around. So hmm. the only thing that we can do is show them the research, uh, projects are going to happen in the future, explain to them what happened in history. And now you can make up your mind, but don't listen to people who sit on the, the pundits who sit for small salary, the anchors on CNBC or Fox Channel or whatever, <laughs> because they they just got the story from one of the people who writes for them, and they also don't know what's going on. That can happen. So how do, how do you explain cycles and uh, free will? How does that how do they merge together, Charles Nenner? Well, if you want to forecast, you know, there's a saying that forecasting is difficult, especially if it's in the future. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So if you believe that things happen at random, then there's nothing you can do. Okay. Then you have to listen. Then you have to listen to what uh, President Biden will say next week. Mm -hmm. Or whoever will say, so Pamela Harris, whatever. I don't even know what they say. But if they say something, what are they going to say? Uh, then this whole profession is not worth anything. Yeah. And the medical profession is not worth anything. And uh, how can you send a rocket to uh, to the moon based on the fact that a certain uh, cycles in nature and mathematics in nature and the rules of nature, things don't move at random. So once you decide like we did is that things don't move at random, now you can take a look what's the underlying physicality of it and find it. But if you think everything moves at random, you're never going to look for it. You're never going to find it. Hmm. And I mean... Big picture, spiritually, cosmology-wise, nothing is random. It, it's all, it's all mathematically interconnected, wonderful magic, isn't it? I mean, life. Well, you know that we made the whole study on uh, on, on on what's the physical component of the cycles, mm -hmm. and I have a whole presentation about the sunspot theory. So the sunspot has a certain intensity, and that influences the magnetic field here on Earth. And that, that influences the crystallization of water, which you have in your brain, 80% water. Hmm. Oh. So you think that you make up your own mind, but it depends on the intensity of, of the sunspots. So now if you look what the sunspot intensity is going to be the next couple of months, next couple of years, actually can predict what the stock market is going to do. Really? Now, not based, on, not based on facts, based on the interpretation of facts. So let me give an example. Okay. If, if you and I buy IBM at 100, okay. and it goes to 150, and IBM comes out with a great number, then you would say IBM goes up. And then the Wall Street Journal will write, oh, people poured into IBM because they did great, they have great numbers. But if the cycle is down, they have the same numbers, but now the stock is going down. So how does it go down? So now the next day, the Wall Street Journal will write, oh, people took profit because they don't think IBM does better next year. Hmm. Which means it's the interpretation of the facts, and that's already you're dealing with mass psychology, is what we can we can uh, chart, and so the news by itself is not so important. The way that people perceive is the, the news, and that has no free will because if there are billions of people, hundreds of millions in a, in a stock market or in a, in a bond market and a currency market, they neutralize each other's free choice. How do so they if I would look at a stock that has only five owners, that's difficult to predict. But if you have a stock that has a million owners, they they neutralize each other out so there's no free choice so um so in a big picture people are giving up their free will over to greed and fear is what you're saying and you well they think they think it's their free will okay but it's not no 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 well we we're born under the illusion that we are masters of our own fate that we have free will but if you look at 
facts and statistics, you see you don't have free will. But I do have free will, Charles. I mean, I do. I get to choose every moment of where I put my attention. That's pretty free. Well, that's, that, that, that's your illusion. Let's, let's take a look at the war. <laughs> I wrote a while ago that we're going to have a big war starting around the end of the second decade of, uh, of uh, uh, the new century. Why? Because it always happens. Uh, so you go back to 1918 was the first world war. You go back mm. to uh, 1818 was the time of Napoleon, 1718. So if you just Google and you just, for instance, put in big war around the beginning of a new area. So you do the year 1100, 1200, 1300, 1400. It's always there. I'll give you one more example. Hmm. Almost every time that uh, a stock market ends, the year ends with a seven, you have a big correction. Yeah. So, the end of, uh, so, so let's say, uh, 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 2017-18 was weak, 2007-8 was weak, 1997-8 was weak, 87, everybody remembers. Go back, the only, Hmm. come go back to 1807, the only exception was 1929. So, you can say, how is that possible? And then I tell you, I don't know, but you better know the facts. So, next time you end with a seven, Hmm. right? So you have to know what's going on. Now, if you look at inflation, deflation, you can come up with a story, like a story why IBM or General Motors went down. But if you look at the cycles that we published, there is a 30 years of inflation, deflation cycle, and it's a, and it's a cycle that works perfectly for the last 500 years on interest rates. <laughs> and we had a low in interest rates, and we're going up for the next 30 years. So you have to know this. Now, you can say, I am a believer in free will, and it has been proven 50 out of 50 times, I don't believe it. That's your free choice, I guess, but it's going to cost you a lot of money. It's better to say, if it worked till now, let's assume it's going to work the next time. Oh, I see. Well, I, I, I wouldn't assume that I had free will of what's going to happen in wars and money and all of that, because that's, that's, that's out of my control. You know. But I have free will for what Patrick does and what I do. Well, it's a, there was a, there was a, a, what's his name? This famous psychiatrist who was in the concentration camps. Uh-huh. Uh, I just forgot his name. He wrote a book, and his end conclusion is maybe you don't have control of what happens to you, but you have control of what you do with it. Well, maybe. Oh, yeah, I like that. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Let me ask you this. So I, I remember back in two thousand eight, a friend of mine uh, was up in New York, and he was talking about a thing called Bitcoin. And there are a quarter, right? And I bought some Bitcoin at 50 cents, a friend of mine. We had a bunch of them, and they were, got stolen when Mt. Cox blew up, right? They got stolen. We would have all been billionaires. Of course, you've heard this story before. But if I would have known you and, and had your research back then, would, did you know, did you have an idea that Bitcoin would someday be maybe 50,000? I mean, Back then, do you if remember? You, if you go to you, if you go to YouTube, uh, an institution in Switzerland took track records of what we did this year, yeah, including Bitcoin. Uh-huh. And from the beginning of the year, we're up 114 percent on Bitcoin. Every move up and every move down, we play because the cycles and the price targets show us what's going to happen. Yeah. So it's very simple, especially something like Bitcoin. There's less fundamental news than in other assets, so it's all emotions. So that makes it easier for the system because all we're dealing is predicting what your emotions are. Hmm. And if you think you have a free will to buy Bitcoin in seven days, 
the funny thing is, and everybody has this free will, everybody will buy in seven days. How about that one? <laughs> that's true. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and I get your uh, daily. So, um, can, how do folks get your daily report? And then there's a way that they can do a trial thing, right? If they want to, yeah. How right. does that work? Yeah. Well, the, they go to charlesnenner.com. Mm-hmm. They can have a free trial for 30 days. Okay. And I always tell people, uh, we're busy enough, but it's maybe interesting to know how the insiders approach markets, even if you don't continue, mm-hmm. especially in this time. And it's good to learn something new based on history, how you can project turning points and price targets, because it's not only that we know when things are going to happen, we also know if it happens, how big the move is, because if a stock goes up or an index goes up with a certain momentum, we can calculate how high it goes, how high it goes. So we don't have to look at the news because we already know what the price target is. So it makes investing very easy, you know, where the price is going to be and which day is going to reach the top. Can make it easier now. If you watch this for thirty days, yeah, then we have a new discussion about free choice. I, <laughs> that's right. We'll have a new discussion about that. I I, fo- I like to follow the crude uh, market, and I tell you what, you've been so accurate with you know because I, I watch it every day and I look at it just for fun so I could learn how it works. And I don't know how you do it, but man, you're just on it. You can tell when it's going to go back down and when it's going to go back up, and you just put it right out there. It's crazy. Well, the funny thing is when crude was like 68, we had a price target of $3. It was ridiculous. I published it and it even went to minus three. When was it? A year ago, a year and a half ago or something like that. And hmm. uh, so it comes to the computer fixes. I mean, how would the computer know it goes to $3 from $68? But it did. And there was something going on with the futures. People couldn't make delivery. I don't remember what the whole story was. Well, it went to it went even to, to minus $30 for a couple of hours. And I remember calling up some of my clients who are, uh, who are, uh, who run countries. Mm-hmm. I says, if you buy now the futures at minus, it means is that you can now sell gas for zero <laughs> for a couple of years because you make a huge profit on it. Of course, it took too long. They missed it, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it's the same thing with crude. Uh, crude started going up on our cycle already a long time before this Ukraine thing started. A long time, yeah. But people who don't know that Biden can sell his story always because of Putin. It's nothing to do with Putin. Hmm. So, um, if this thing gets messier over there, and who knows what's going to happen, and and you know they start lobbying, I don't know who knows, and our Biden sends over troops, that's not going to affect the price of crude. That would affect the price of crude, wouldn't it? Well, you have to put it the other way around. Okay. If the price of crude has to go up, what can bring it up? Something is going to happen. Oh, it goes up first, and then, then something happens. So, so, for instance, if you, if you want to know when there would be maybe a stop of the war in Ukraine, I will tell you when the crude price is coming down, and that's probably going to be why there's going to be a stop of the war in Ukraine. So the other way around. It's <laughs> not that the Ukraine stops, and that's why coal price could... Well, it's... It's very important because then sure. at a theoretical point, you can predict all kinds of stuff. How can your computer be that smart? Well, that's, that's a good question. The big question is even, I do a lot of work for big companies who are in live cattle and corn and wheat. The computer doesn't know what the weather is going to be. But we, we have the exact predictions on, on, on live cattle, on corn, on wheat, on cocoa, on sugar. Um, I, it's very hard for me to explain it because I don't really understand it myself. 
but I'm happy that it works. Yeah. So, so you all knew about the whole wheat thing before the wheat thing happened, right? Yes. I can. Again, <laughs> if people want to take a look, we had the wheat cycle that went up already. That's crazy. Started uh, a year ago. And then, oh, yeah, now we know why it went up, but that's not why it went up. <laughs> it's like the tail wagging the dog, right? It's the other way around. Well, I, I tell you, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a lot in Israel, and there are a lot of wars and terrorist attacks in Israel. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to know when the next war is, then you look when the next crash is in the Israeli stock market, and then it could be probably a war. Hmm. Then everybody will say, oh, because there was a war, there was a crash in the stock market. So that's how you can even time a war. So that's why you can time a war. I've been saying that uh, later in two, 2023, we could have a huge war. Uh, between the uh, United States and, 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 and other countries mm -hmm. are based on cycles. And, and it's a very scary situation. Yeah. Charles Nenner is our guest. It, if you have a question, uh, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com or 888-663-6386. So what about, I would suspect that most of our listeners, and we have them around the world, Charles, have their, their 401ks and their retirement accounts in the stock market. Just big picture what advice can you give them on this May 24 day? Well, it's, it's, it's a big problem. Like I said, we might have a bounce into the third week of June. Mm -hmm. It's going to be difficult. And if there's certain stocks that come a little bit back, I would sell them because this is going to take another year and a half, two years. And it will not turn around immediately. It can take years until you get back to the same level. Uh, we're very close to starting a new bull move in metals. Uh, okay. The interesting thing is people will say, well, what do I know about gold? And then I would say, what do you know about stocks? You know, it's the same, same problem. <laughs> what do you know? You, know, you don't know that much because even the accountants are not totally honest anymore. So you can, uh, can even not look at the books and say it's, it's valid or not valid. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's late. Please look at the research because sometimes I say things and people misunderstand what I say. So I like to, to look at the written reports. And then we tell you what, at a certain moment, you have to do. But you're predicting just big picture right now on this day that the market go down could go down big enough so it could take years to come back to where it is? Right, right. Because I, Let me give you an example. Okay. The, if you go to your broker, the broker will tell you, you know what, markets on the average go up 7 8% a year. Maybe you heard that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, how did they do that? They look where the market was in 1900. They draw a line with an angle that's 7 8%. The problem is you got almost 70% above the line. So in order to get back to the line, actually you have to go back 70% below the line because one day you have to go back to the average. Yes. So this can take a long time. And people who don't know history, the Japanese market had a situation like that and for 20, 30 years didn't go anywhere. Well, that could be troublesome if folks have their their um, retirement stuff in this thing, right? I mean, it could be really it's, bad. It's, it's terrible because in Europe, the uh, the politicians forced people that run the pension funds to be a 70% uh, uh, bonds. The only problem was the 10-year bond was negative. So I, Holland is one of the biggest countries with huge pension funds, which I advise, and they were forced to buy uh, uh, bonds that gave less than 0%, than and now they lost a lot of the capital, they're losing also in the stock market. Hmm. The whole bike power is going to disappear, and that's how we get in a recession, and maybe, maybe even worse. How is the bond prices going up today going to affect all of these pension funds and their big buyers of 
treasuries, right? Big buyers. Well, the, we're having a bounce, and that's almost over in a couple of days. We're going to have a more serious bounce that starts later in the year. But uh, uh, the, the, for the next 30 years, interest rates go up. I think at least we go in a situation we had in the 80s when you had interest rates like 18, 20%. Really? You think it's going to go that yeah. high? You think it'll go that high? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man. You really have to think what to do. And another thing I want to say is the housing price is still holding up. But if you look at the, uh, at the uh, let's say you look at Toll Brothers or Lenar and you can find the chart, then you see that in 2006, they were down 40% even before this, the, the, the real estate market came down. You have the same situation now. The housing prices are holding up, but these stocks are already down 40%. So you have to watch this because insiders usually buy stocks and sell stocks. I mean, insiders that know crude oil goes up, they buy oil stocks. Uh, insiders who know gold stocks, the gold goes up, they buy gold stocks. And insiders in, 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 in the real estate market, they sell short the, the, the stocks in order to hedge themselves because they know what's coming. So that also is a very dangerous situation. So you're seeing a lot of uh, uh, um, things that are saying that the whole 2006-7 thing with real estate could happen again. Yes. Oh, wow. That's ugly. Yeah, it's just, uh, where would you put your money? You know, I need, I know there's 8.5% inflation, but cash at the moment, until there's a, a tradable low in the stock market, or we say now it's time to buy gold stocks, is the best place to be. Mm -hmm. People are buying gold stocks now, the insiders? No, it's still, still too early, Okay, but it's coming. Mm-hmm. What about silver? Good old silver. There's silver monsters all over the planet thinking this thing was going to go up for years. Is it ever going to go up? No, no. When, when, when people think it's not going to go up, then it starts going up. It's always like that. When <laughs> people thought the stock market goes up forever, that's the top. Yeah. So there are sentiment indicators that we have, so we know how much of the insiders and the amateurs are positive and negative. And when it gets to a certain level that they're too negative, that's where usually you hit the bottom. Now, talking about free choice, it's not always a, a price, it's also time. It seems that if you have a big crash and uh, it's going sideways for four weeks, people are afraid. After five weeks, afraid. After four months, less. After six months, suddenly it disappeared from their awareness and everybody thinks he has a free choice, but everybody's not afraid and they start buying. So to look into these things, you come to the conclusion there's no free choice. Hmm. Um, Gerald wants to know, what does your guest think about the all long-term future of Bitcoin? Can the government stop it? Hmm. Well, as you understand, the work that we do has nothing to do with the government. Okay. That's uh, what you do. No, no. We, we have daily cycles bottoming a little bit. Our price target was 25000 and the low was 25300 That was calculated when it was 70000 or so. Wow. But the weekly cycles... The weekly cycles are still down, so it's too early to really go if you're not a real uh, trader to go long in the cryptocurrencies. Mm. Are there people that have these fancy Charles Nenner uh, computer programs where they can buy and sell like Bitcoin, just boom, 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 and, and make a lot of money all the time buying and selling when it goes up and down? Do people have these kind of geeky computers? I don't know, but we have an intraday service, so we don't can even say, you know, uh, start buying the Bitcoin at nine, ten minutes past ten minutes past nine at this level, and at three o'clock today go out at this level. Really? 
because the intraday cycles and price targets also. Like I said, take a look. It's on YouTube, uh, our, our uh, record from this year uh, of Bitcoin playing it up and down is up 114%. So we were doing very well. Hmm. If it goes up or down, doesn't make a difference. You just have to know what's going to be. Wow. And where can people see these videos? You say you have videos people can It's, uh, it's on YouTube. Okay. And just put in your Both, name? A lot of things are, are for, for subscribers. And also things are open for YouTube people. So you can go. I think it's the last one on YouTube from a couple of days ago. Hmm. And just put in your name, Charles Nenner, and they'll find, the, they'll find that. Yeah. And we have we have three three things we did. Like I said, we used to be in in commodity stocks. So we showed there how we did trades on USO, which follows the crude market, mm -hmm. and on UNG, which follows the natural gas market. And they were up from the from this year thirty seven percent, plus the hundred fourteen percent on Bitcoin. So I'm very happy with the situation. I just in zero stocks. Zero stocks at this point. Zero. Yeah. Hmm. Are the big boys? Uh, Still selling? I didn't. Elon Musk sell like billions of his stock. What six months ago or something like that? Even if I know, I couldn't tell you. The <laughs> problem with the why would you have sometimes a bear market rally? Because if the institutions work with me and they go in zero stocks, they can't. So they try to hedge, but they they try to lighten up. But they cannot be in cash too much time. You don't want your pension fund to be in cash. So at a certain moment, they have to buy some stocks back. Mm -hmm. So we looked at uh, Netflix, for instance, and we buying back a little bit of Netflix is down like, I don't remember, $500 or so, so it's not so bad. But then you might have a rally, and then you might hear in the media and television a reason why Netflix is going up. It is just a trick. Uh, I mentioned that a couple of days ago, <clears throat> last Friday, I think, there was a big reversal in the market. It was down big, and it came back big. So I explained what happened over there. What happened over there is that the level 38, 37 on S&P, was the level where everybody would decide that now it is a bear market. Now, why is it a bear market? Because one person years ago, I don't even know who it was, decided that if it goes down so much percentage, it's a bear market. So it doesn't mean much. But then the brokers cannot tell the, the clients stay in because it's, hey, it's a bear market, so they're going to sell more. But the institutions are not finished selling. So they want to have hmm. another bounce. So they brought up the market, so nobody will write it's a bear market because officially it's still not a bear market. You understand what's going on? Fascinating. Average investor is getting caught between everything. So please look at the research. For 30 days, you get it for free just to have an idea how you can invest. Yeah. So I've been reading, uh, I'm, I'm a screenwriter, so I kind of follow Netflix a little bit. I've been reading that they're changing a lot of their woke uh, policies and not putting as many far left woke things out because they've been losing a lot of business. I mean, they they know it, and uh, and that they're going to try to do more mainstream ideas. So, but your computer kind of knew it before they did. That's interesting. Could you have Could you have a minute and explain to me what woke is? Because I Google it, I still don't. Okay, I mean, woke, I'm, I'm woke a, would I'm be citizen. I don't know. Woke would be kind of far left, socialist, trans. Gay, you know, it's got to be black or gay or women or, or the, you know, government's going to support you and the whole thing. That's that's a woke idea. Do you, you know, understand? Um, yeah, but it seems so strange. I can't get a grip on it. Yeah, it's kind of like what goes on in Seattle and uh, San Francisco and Austin. It's kind of a run by the UN and they, you know, Green New Deal. This whole 
thing that, you know, this whole vision that they have of the world is just upside down, woke. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, I ask people, you know, especially now we've got this abortion thing, I yeah, ask them one right. question. This thing. I ask them, I don't, <clears throat> I don't have a picture about abortion, but it seems nobody's thinking logical. So as a Dutch person, I have a logical question, but I'm sure you're going to answer that. If I kill some woman who is pregnant, I'm accused of two murders. But if the, the child in the womb is killed by herself, there's no murder. How does, how does it work? It doesn't. But so how can you say somebody who kills a woman with, with a, that she is, is pregnant that he is killing the, the child that is not born? I don't get it. Say the last part again. Okay, let's say, <clears throat> let's say you kill a child uh, mother that's pregnant. Yes, sir. So the, the child is dead and the mother is dead. Yes, sir. And what I understand is he's being accused of two murders. There's countries that do that? Yeah, no, here, here in the United States. Really? Yeah, I saw that. Okay. But if she kills the the, the, the pregnancy, she's not she's not convicted of any murder. Hmm. <clears throat> and my problem is what you call woke is nobody thinks reasonable anymore. I I understand. I understand it's the same thing as the '60s, and I'm aware of the '60s because I'm 71. But at least we was thinking logically. But whatever I ask, I, I don't understand it. Nobody answers me the question. So me, being as a Dutch citizen, hmm. I can't figure this out. But I'm happy that you know what's going on. Well, I, much don't, I don't know what's going on, but I just have an idea. But I think one of the big issues with the woke idea is that they really believe in there is a free lunch. You know, They don't really take personal responsibility for whatever they do. They always blame somebody else. That That's part of it as well. Always blaming somebody else for their their life you know that's pretty much it yeah okay yeah maybe it's just doing that that makes life easy <laughs> yeah sure sure but you know hollywood has been that way charles for a long time and uh <clears throat> as i say i'm a screenwriter and i've been working with uh, some hollywood people for a year or so and you know for the last it's just been all about they just want movies about black people or women or trans, or gays, you know. They're not interested in just good stories. So it's this whole idea that this is the new reality, you know. This is the world they're trying to sell to themselves. But they're all imploding. Hollywood is imploding. Netflix is imploding, you know. They just... Facebook is down big today Facebook again. is down, yeah, yeah. It's just not going to work, you know. They're gonna, it's not going to work. No, but it leaves cars. I'm sorry? It leaves scars. If you have kids that go to school and they're being taught about the woke for a couple of years, yes, sir, it's going to stay with them. Yeah, it, it's. But there's states like Florida and Texas that they're not having it, boy. They're just not letting the kids. No, I'm in Florida. It oh. still looks normal. Yeah, pretty good. DeSantis is a pretty reasonable <clears> guy, you <throat> know, as politicians go. <laughs> Are you in Florida? I didn't know. Yeah, that. but now, now there's a president who challenges Russia and challenges China. That's not going to end well. So what are going to do in Florida? I'll say that again about, oh, you mean Biden? Yeah. We have a president who is challenging Russia and challenging China. Yeah. It's not going to end well. No, it's not. It's just not going to end well. Yeah. He's out there saying crazy things about Taiwan and, you know, right. he has no idea what I don't see anybody getting ready for war over here. <clears throat> Everybody's asleep. Well, it's a strange world we're living in, Mr. Nenner. What? But there's money to be made when there's chaos, right? Yeah, but in certain situations like now, when everything is under pressure, everything goes down, 
and, you, and inflation might go up 10, 12% soon. So cash is that's also not a place to be. There's not much to hide. Well, would, you know, just knowing what we know about the money supply and, and all this money that's been created the last three or four years, even somebody as, as dull in the, well, you know, that knows nothing. I mean, you could buy gold and you'd probably be okay just long term, wouldn't you? How could you not be with the way fiat currencies work? How could you not be? Well, nothing is that simple. Of course. Yeah. <clears throat> nothing is that simple. Uh, between 1980 and uh, I think 1990, gold came down from $850 to $180 or right, so. Right. And I don't know if you would be strong enough not to sell in the meantime. Now it's 2000 almost. So if you have it, you're okay. But most people don't have the strength to stay with it. They don't stay. Yeah. yeah. Of course, the 10 years before, gold went from what, 35 to 850. Yeah. Right. You know, so yeah. go figure that one out. Yeah. yeah. So you have to watch what's going on. You cannot just put it away. Even gold and silver, you cannot just put it away. Hmm. I mean, if you don't, if you're afraid for the banking system, whatever, then just, I myself thought of buying some coins and put it away. Yeah. Uh, even open a bank accounts in different countries because this is not a situation that looks good. Huh. But there's not, there's not even banks that are really real banks anymore. I mean, even Switzerland, they used to be really solid banks, didn't they? And now they're just wide open as well, aren't they? Hmm. Well, that, that happened because they, they didn't have to invest much. If you went to a bank in Switzerland, and you, you we would be happy that they take your money. Mm -hmm. So they don't have to give you a nice rate of return because you're happy to have it in Switzerland. Now, since they opened the, uh, the, the accounts, and it's not secret anymore, so why would you go to Switzerland? Because they get your rate of return. So now they have to take uh, in their hands more and more risky uh, investments. So that's why also Switzerland is mm -hmm. it starts to be dangerous. Mm -hmm. I, I spent about 25 years with a a real interesting currency fellow, a really good man. He wrote The Secret World of Money, good friend. He's not with us any longer, but he always said, he said for 25 years, never put anybody in between you and your money and buy these gold and silver coins is what he'd sold for his whole life. Put them in a safe and just call it a day. You'll probably be fine. And I think he's going to be, he's going to be turned out it can be okay. You know? Well, you had the same thing with real estate. Yeah. You just sit there and you rent out the place yeah, you're right. But even I'm in Texas, and you can't believe what's going on in Texas. Well, I guess you can, just like Florida. People moving here from Florida, I mean, from California. And it's crazy. I mean, you can't even believe the price is going. But it's got to end somewhere, right? What goes up will come back down, right, Charles? Yeah, I have big investors in real estate in Arizona, uh -huh. and they see it topping already. Do they? Yeah, yeah. Or if you could buy some water in Arizona, you're probably going to make some money. I mean, what are they? Have you seen some? Have you followed some of that out there? What's going on with no, that? I just heard that if you go to Disneyland, you pay for a bottle of water six dollars. So maybe we should go and is that right? Start to stand over there, in Disneyland. <laughs> I saw where you spent twenty dollars for a Michelob at the PGA last week. Twenty bucks for a beer. And this inflation, you say, you know, they they claim Charles Denner is eight percent, right? It's probably twice that, isn't it? The real, real number. Insiders tell me that it's what you say because if you mm. look at the numbers of the government, you come to eight and a half percent. But uh, people who are very, very uh, educated tell me it's more 70 percent right now. Right, right. Because they just look at, at items and how much they're up. I mean, if you go to a, to a supermarket, the average item is up almost twenty percent. It's it's yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Are you feeling that down in Florida? You can see the food prices really going. 
Well, it doesn't bother me because my wife goes shopping. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's, right. it's like the joke is, uh, uh, is that the gas is up. It doesn't bother me because I always uh, take it for $100 gas. That's so right. I always take, I take $100 gas, yeah. Well, you know, geopolitically, uh, boy, I mean, it's just true. Just really interesting, isn't it? What's what we're what we're experiencing here? But everybody's uh, is is asleep. People are not protesting. You know, stop talking like that. We don't want to have a world war. I know, I know. At least I, I grew up like you. I was in the seventies and sixties, and we were out in the streets, and we actually helped uh, Nixon make some better decisions by being out there. Right, we really did. Right. And nothing here. Nobody cares. Nothing here. Nobody cares. Everybody's no. asleep. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Oh, that's, amazing, no? That's when you get clobbered, sir, with your money, isn't it? If you don't not paying attention, that's when you get clobbered. Yeah, you have to know based on history what you can expect. Hmm. So what? Before we go, so there are big cycles with you. You had mentioned thirty years. Can you tell me about that? That's interesting. Yeah. So there's a thirty-year cycle. That every thirty years, there's a low in 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 the inflation and in the ah. and in interest rates, and then you have a new cycle. Uh, there was a, a Russian uh, mathematician called Kondrachev yeah, Kon- Kondri- who, yeah. who made the Kondrachev cycle. Mm-hmm. They executed him because he said capitalism is going to be stronger than communism. <laughs> but he came with a 60-year cycle and a 30-year cycle is half of the 60-year cycle. And it's all all history. I'm not saying anything I found out. Hmm. <clears throat> it just works like clockwork. Wow. wow. So, so this is the uh, 1980 when... Uh, interest what interest rates were what fifteen percent? You had to get a mortgage, yes. right? Now we're going to do this the same thing. We're going to do the same thing. Wow! Same thing. What does that do to the? Isn't real estate one of the big movers in our culture as far as GDP and growth and everything? Well, the first six, seven, eight percent GDP doesn't come down, and then it starts collapsing. So it can handle a little bit of inflation, mm-hmm. even good for inflation. Mm-hmm. If it's too much, if the mortgages are too high, and uh, I just uh, I also know things from the media. They say, uh, what was it, sixty or seventy percent from the people in the United States live from paycheck to paycheck. So if if the mortgage rate goes to six, seven, eight percent, who's going to buy? No one's going to buy. People cannot pay the rent anymore. Yeah. In in Europe, there are a lot of lot of malls and whatever that are empty already for years. Because uh, businesses went out of out of business because of uh, the, the coronavirus. Yes, sir. And if you thought it was safe to uh, to invest in commercial real estate, well, you you, you lost everything because nobody rents anymore. Hmm. So you really have to know what's going on, also in the real estate market. So are you saying that even at six or six seven percent of of mortgage rates, which is are, are coming, obviously you can see it, that that's going to make a lot of homes. People can't even afford to get in, Charles Nenner? Right, because I also checked there's still these crazy mortgages, not as crazy as in 2007, Yeah. but there's still people who only pay interest and who don't, really don't know how where to bring, get the money from to pay off their mortgages and people who need a new house. Nobody can afford any anything uh, because uh, even if two people are working, the housing market is so expensive, so no one's going to buy anymore because hmm. they cannot get a mortgage. Hmm. Are you seeing the uh, uh, um, in, in real estate and houses and prices still going up in Florida where you live? Are you still seeing? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm a very I I I I don't uh, 
uh, plot Florida because I don't have the data. No, if you would have the data, I could build the cycles. Mm -hmm. uh, nobody asked for it, and we have so much work to do, so I don't volunteer doing things that nobody wants to see. Uh, so if I have the data, I could do it, but right now it's not something I'm looking into. What are, what are your customers most, what are some of the most, most um, um, ideas that they, they ask you about? What are some of the most popular ones these days? Well, like I said, we have no stocks. And all the time they want to buy back stocks. <laughs> and uh, we showed, uh, I think it's also on YouTube, we showed that the long-term cycles down for a couple of years, but in the long-term cycles down, there's also short-term cycles. And the short-term cycle is right now bottoming and up into June, later June. So it could have a bounce. So some people want to buy a bounce. And then I say, don't buy a bounce because the long-term cycle is so negative, you're going to get hurt anyway. So right now, everybody wants to know exactly when to go into gold and silver mm -hmm. because every time they buy it goes down again they're just getting tired so just don't do it don't trade it just wait till you got the major bottom and it's coming yeah my friend uh, who i mentioned andrew goss who sold numismatic coins his whole life he said it's a really curious that people you know when gold keeps going up then that's when they call when they want to buy when it's going up <laughs> it's really interesting yeah. isn't it yeah it's no, but that, that's that's the feeding of the of the media. Yeah, yeah. Because the media will only pick something up when it's already up 50, 60, 70%. Yeah. So this whole thing with Russia and gas and, and, and you know, selling and, and, the, and um, the restrictions they're putting on them, this must be long-term bullish for gas and oil. I mean, it has to be, right? Gas is up for the next five years, wow. longer term. Wow. Don't I'm not talking about small corrections, but the long term is up for the next five years. Mm -hmm. Probably be good to get an extra tank and fill it up now, right? You know, if you're on propane. Yeah. 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 But you know, you might also buy tuna fish and whatever. You know, everything goes up. <laughs> Give me a case of tuna fish to go, and oil too. You think we're looking at? I remember 2008. We had 150 oil. You think we're going there? Yeah, my, 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 my next target is 122. Then it's called to hold a little bit, but we could even go to 250, I see. 250? When would, how long would that take? We'll take a, a two years or so. Oh, two years. Uh, yeah. And the yeah. 122, can you conjecture when that would be? Um, I don't have it in my head, but I would say maybe two months or so. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Well, hmm. well. So, that's, so that's why we're playing this USO stock the whole time. I'm sorry? Because it goes up together with crude oil, and a lot of our clients don't like to do commodities. They like to be in stocks, so please go, it's like, please go in these commodity stocks that we're following, and they're going through the roof, while the other ones are just going down the roof. How would I say? Down the, the cellar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this final question before we let you go back to work. This is from Tommy. He is in Little Rock. Oh, I, I think, I don't know, Little Rock, Arkansas. Can your guests give us some ideas on what we could, how we could invest in gold other than buying physical gold? Hmm. The gold stocks, and they even give you a nice uh, dividend. Mm -hmm. So you can buy gold, gold stocks. If you don't have to, the money to buy gold stocks, what you can do is buy call options. But if you want to invest, buy call options. If you know how it works, that go out two years. So your timing is not so important. And then you don't have to invest that much money. You don't have to buy the stock, but just a small investment to buy 
call options, but don't don't do it short term. Then it's an investment, one or two years out. You can buy call options out that far. <clears throat> yeah, for instance, I work a lot with Newmont Mining. Yeah, you can. You also have GLD. Yeah. that is the ETF that follows gold, mm-hmm. and they're also very long term. I happen to have them myself. Call mm-hmm. options. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you can buy call options on stocks as well as just. Can you? Well, interesting. Yeah. You need a broker for that, though, right? Broker? No, no, no. You can, uh, if you know what you're doing, you, mm-hmm. if you're online, uh, I don't have it myself. I don't do it, but everybody does it online. Uh, if you're an online broker, it's very cheap, and you just go to the stock and the call option. Huh. And then you look, for call, you look for the right call option. Is it very? Is it more expensive the further out you do it? Like if you say, "Yes, I want to do like a twenty-four hundred dollar <laughs> gold call in two years." It's more expensive because you have more time. Yeah, because your risk is much less because you got two years to get there. Yeah, two years to get there, and you only lose what you put in. Correct? You don't. You can't right. lose anything. Which is right. Yeah, that's different from what? What else is? What do they call that when you have? margin calls and all that that's really true right you don't have that you don't do so that. that's one reason to follow our research because yeah yeah you can <clears> use your <throat> charts for that only by one call option already pays for the research do you have different levels <clears throat> of of um clients of how much research they get yes if you go to the website you see you got basic mm-hmm. then you got basic intraday that means it's uh, you get Almost every day you get intraday updates about different markets, mm-hmm. S&P, crude oil, natural gas. Mm-hmm. Then you have the institutions, mm-hmm. which most people that look at your program will not need. Yeah. And they come with special requests. Let's say you're an institution and you want to buy Tesla. Mm-hmm. Because you say Tesla is uh, fundamentally looks like a buy. I like the price earnings. It's not too expensive. But you don't know when to buy it, right? Could be this week, could be in three weeks. Mm-hmm. So then we, if you want, we buy the cycle. We tell you exactly when the cycle bottoms. Hmm. So you don't have to buy it and wait for half a year till you're correct. You know, you can use your money for something else and we tell you when to go into Tesla. So that's special services that institutions have. That's pretty cool. And you're, you're really, I've read and you say you're really quite accurate with this, you know, with this system. I mean, you do, do you do good? as far as your percentage of accuracy. Do you do? Well, I was once on CNBC, they got upset and they asked me that. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. That's right. And I said, if you look at the 15 years, last 15 years, I challenge you if you can find a losing trade and I couldn't find it. Really? And they didn't like that when you said that on CNBC? No, no, I haven't been back since then. <laughs> That's right. You put them out of business, Charles. <laughs> yeah, but they annoyed me a little bit, you know, because they like, you're like everybody know nobody you get people on tv that says i don't know but nobody knows uh-huh. yeah so if, if nobody knows is they're off the hook so if you don't know then don't come tell us what you think if you, they say later mm-hmm. and i i just don't say nobody knows that really annoys me so i say i know and then they also get annoyed i says check out my record here are all the traits uh, so i was correct but they didn't like that mm-hmm. do any of the uh, the big mainstream uh networks call on you anymore or do you, they don't? Well, the interesting thing is <clears throat> there are networks like, maybe you know them, like USA Watchdog. Oh, yeah, I know them. Yeah, that's how I... So, I, yeah, so I, he has much more viewers than, than than Fox Business and CNBC together. Yeah. So all, on these private channels, I call them private, uh, because they, they're more in, interested in making money for their... Uh, 
for the watch for people, people watch it yeah. while the, the media are interested that you will advertise. So they will bring in somebody from GP Morgan, from Citibank, because they're going to advertise with you, you understand? Sure. And if you don't advertise, they don't make money, so they don't bring you up to tell you what's going on. Yeah. So I would say we don't make money by buying stuff. We make we if it goes up or down, for us it's the same thing. So trust somebody who has research who's not interested to sell you anything, because the other ones all want to say, want to sell you something, and they don't really say what's correct. I won't say they're lying, but between the lies, you can lines you can understand what I think. Yeah, yeah. Do you get back home mm -hmm. to Dutchland very often? What? Do you get back home to your home country very often? Well, we're going back to Amsterdam in a couple of weeks. Oh, you are? Yeah. Yeah. It's very nice in Europe in the summer. Yeah, yeah. And the euro is like par now with the dollar, right? Yeah, but it's almost finished. Soon they're going to have a stronger euro again. Oh, you think it's going to go, go back up? Yeah. yeah. You see, here's your free choice because the euro can go up and then you read, oh, because the ECB, the European Bank, uh, did something with interest rates because they give interest rates like zero. Mm -hmm. So then if you go in euro, you get a better rate of return. But if your expectation is that they're going to do it, if they don't do it, the euro goes up already. And it seems that at a certain moment, everybody has the same expectations. Isn't that so at a certain moment, everybody, like the Fed, is the Fed going to do it or not? If everybody thinks they do it, but they don't do it, doesn't make a difference. It's already influencing the market. Yeah. Well, I mean, we are all connected on some level, and you know, and and uh, these these thoughts and ideas are out there, and people glob onto them, right? And they just do, right? They just glob onto them, right? It's just interesting why a lot of people at the same time look at certain things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. Well, Mr. Nenner, it's always fun talking to you. Thanks for coming on the show, and uh, You're welcome. it's CharlesNenner dot com, right? CharlesNenner dot com, and you can Correct. sign up for a. a free trial and, and check it out and see if you might want to then get on board with them and do some trading, have some fun. Thanks. As, you, as you just mentioned to me, we seem to be off the air today, so try tomorrow if it's off the oh, air. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't pull up your website. I don't know if it's working now, but if you can. Yeah, we're making a new website. Yeah, I just heard, so that's why. Oh, maybe that's why it is. Well, try tomorrow. Charles, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. You're welcome. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Take care. Bye-bye. Charles Nunner, Patrick Timpone. On RadioNetwork.com, pretty cool. I follow his uh, his. I get his little um, um, what do you call it? His little uh, reports every day. As and uh, I follow him, and I don't play around a little bit. I don't have a lot of extra cash to play with that, but you know, we do. And so I think you'll enjoy it. Okay, so um, well, we're going to go now, and then we're going to see you tomorrow. We're going to talk to. Mike Stone, he's a virologist that, um, well, he didn't go to school, so he really knows his stuff, and he's going to tell you about this monkey business with this monkey pox, and it's just, well, it's all made up, so that'll be tomorrow. Also, we're going to do a little thing with a fellow that's running for governor in, in Oklahoma on the uh, Roe v. Wade abortion thing. That'll be tomorrow as well. So I love you all very much. Thank you for your support, and we appreciate it. We will see you tomorrow at 10 o'clock Central Time. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.